0: Welcome to Reflections of Darkness, Shades of Grey, Episode 8. This is your gorgeous drag classic horror hostess, Evil, coming to you from my Lair Eternal Damnation. Hello, all my classic horror movie lovers. I hope you're all doing well this evening. I was just sitting here in the lair thinking about old movie memorabilia and how back when they first started making movies, i.e. the classics, a lot, if not all, of the props, clothes, set pieces, whatnot, were just pitched or made into something else after the movie was done. Stuff that collectors nowadays would sell their kidney for, they just chucked I mean, I want to say they reused film, too, and just filmed new stuff over old stuff. And that makes my head explode. (laughs) Can you imagine if they just tossed the ruby slippers after filming? I know it's probably just my maximalist sensibilities coming through or my collector's gene activating, but I think preserving memorable or important pieces from a film should have always been in practice. I mean, I love going to, like, movie or old Hollywood museums and seeing stuff from some of my favorite movies and TV shows. But as usual, I always want more. (laughs) Well, until someone invents a time machine and we can go back and grab all the best stuff out of the trash, I'll just have to deal with it. Now, if you could have one piece of movie memorabilia, what would it be? I have so many, but I think the ring Boris Karloff wore in The Mummy... That or a pair of the aforementioned ruby slippers? Or maybe Bella Lugosi's original Dracula cape? Ooh, or Elvira's Macabre Mobile? Okay, okay, breathe. <laughs> well, before this turns into a four hour podcast of all the stuff I want, uh, how about we get into tonight's main feature? <laughs> Enjoy. Tonight I am reviewing The Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954, a classic Universal Pictures movie. So the movie starts off with God making Earth, and a little science lesson on the formation of the planet.
1: In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. This is the planet Earth, newly born and cooling rapidly from a temperature of 6,000 degrees to a few hundred in less than five billion years. The heat rises, meets the atmosphere, the clouds form, and rain pours down upon the hardening surface for countless centuries. The restless seas rise. Fine boundaries are contained. Now, in their warm depths, the miracle of life begins. In infinite variety, living things appear and change and reach the land, leaving a record of their coming, of their struggle to survive, and of their eventual end. The record of life is written on the land, where 15 million years later, in the upper reaches of the Amazon, man is still trying to read it.
0: Then we zoom focus in on the Amazon, and a scientist is taking a picture of a fossil hand coming out of the side of the cliff, and the hand is just by itself menacing and detailed and cool. But then the camera pans over to where the lagoon is, and a living hand exactly the same comes out and claws the bank. Ooh. That hand alone is amazing just the cool detail of it and we're just minutes in and i'm already completely down for this movie cut to the maritime institute raft and we get a cool underwater scene of a nicely built man our main star david swimming up to the raft to find the doctor from the dig site and they talk about his find the hand fossil then they recruit all the members from the institute to do full expedition to get the rest of the skeleton so off to the amazon they go cut to the creature attacking the locals that the doctor left in the camp we don't get to see much so far we've only seen a hand and an arm but so far it looks great and i'm sure if it was redone today they would show the people being ripped to shreds with those big claws but what we don't see in this obviously your imagination fills in and it's it's great so then the expedition shows up to the camp and finds all the locals dead which they immediately forget about because Kay, the main girl, is upset, so fuck the locals, right? We also get a shot of the girl Kay almost getting grabbed by the creature. Still only arm, but still pretty good. Cut to the people just digging for eight days and not finding anything but rocks, so they start thinking about it in a different
2: way. You had enough, Mark, or do we keep on digging? I'll tell you when I've had enough. We failed. That's all people will understand. Have you any idea what this tributary empties into? My boys used to tell me there's a lagoon at the end of it. What are you getting at? I was just thinking. It could be that at some time in the past, part of this bank broke away and fell into the river here. Over hundreds of years, perhaps over thousands of years, the current would break it up. If there is a dead end to this tributary, that's where we'll find the fragments. We might even find the rest of your fossil. It's a theory. What's wrong with that? Even if a David's theory is correct, the chances of finding anything are remote. But science is always taking the remote chance. Why don't we try it? We might still turn failure into success. Well, that's just one thing, Mark. Going into unexplored territory with a woman. I'm not afraid, David, and we've come this far. Yeah, I know, but I keep remembering what happened to Carl's men. That doesn't sound like the dedicated scientist talking, David. Dedication doesn't mean risking the lives of others. Hmm. Well, I've always found Kay was able to take care of herself. But we know nothing about this lagoon. I can tell you something about this place. My boys call it the Black Lagoon, the paradise. <laughs> Only they say nobody has ever come back to prove it. <laughs> We'll do it.
0: So they sail their little boat, Rita, into the beautiful Black Lagoon, looking for more fossils. Now we get some more cool underwater scenes in the lagoon. I don't know if this was just my Blu-ray copy of this or what, but the underwater shots are really good. I don't know how they did that. I also love the music and the sound effects. They really add to the movie instead of just being there like in some other movies, you know, like just stuck in. We get the first full look at our creature as they are collecting rocks, but he just watches them and doesn't attack yet. And the suit looks amazing. Fun fact, the suits, there were two of them, and they were just pitched after the movie. And the only reason some pizza survived was that a janitor fished them out of the trash, but not intended. But he took them because he thought his kid would like them for Halloween. How much movie memorabilia was just tossed? I don't even want to think about it. It's it's too much. So then the girl Kay goes for a swim in her very 50s white swimsuit. As the creature watches and then swims towards her. And the suit is so cool and the shot of him swimming under her is just iconic. So finally Kay gets back into the boat just as the boat catches something big in its net and it's too strong and rips right through the net, but he left a claw behind. But they think it's a fossil, even though it's clearly new. These scientists suck at science. (laughs) So back the two men go into the lagoon. One has a harpoon gun, and the other has a camera. Then they spot the creature and start to chase him. Then the one guy shoots him with a spear, but the creature gets away, and the two men get back to the boat. Then we get the Gillman legend.
1: Please, what is it you found?
2: I don't know what you call it. It sounds incredible, but it appeared to be human. I tell you, if, if it's what I think I saw, it's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. Many years ago, I heard this legend on the river. A very old native tell me of a man who lived underwater. water, but she was crazy. Crazy ghoulie, everybody called her. <laughs> the unknown always seems unbelievable, Lucas. One accepts these things as legend and lets it go with that. But to actually believe that there exists something like a human being that can live underwater... This is no legend, as you'll soon see for yourself. What about the Komongo? Science hadn't heard about it until a few years ago. And the Komongo lived way back in the Devonian Age. Interesting that the fossil I found was out of the same period. The Komongo was a fish that breathed air. What does that prove? Nothing, except that the Komongo fish, which has lungs, exists today, right here in the Amazon. It hasn't changed in all these millions of years. It still doesn't prove the possibility of a gill man. If the evolution of that species could reach a dead end way back then and still survive, why couldn't another?
0: The creature attacks one of the boat hands and pulls him into the lagoon. Bye-bye. So instead of leaving and maybe coming back better equipped with more people, they have the bright idea to just try and poison the lagoon to make the creature float to the top.
2: Now all we have to do is catch it. It's a waste of time. You'll never take it alive. I want to try, Mark. All right, David. We can always do it my way. We can just be sure of its reaction. Do you suppose it remembers Mark's attack and, and seeks revenge? I welcome it. You'll get your wish, all I've right. got a hunch this this creature remembers the past and more. I don't want him creeping up on us while we're sleeping. I know a way to bring him up now. Eh? Huh? Rottenor. It's a drug which the natives make from roots for catching fish in still waters. Sometimes I catch fish that way. i show you. Look. Excuse One taste of the poison water and whew, the paralyzed fish floats up to the top with a big hangover. Well, come on. Let's try it.
0: Of course a bunch of white people come into a beautiful lagoon and start fucking shit up, killing all the fish, ruining the ecosystem, instead of just leaving. Hmm. Later that night, the creature starts to climb the boat, but he runs away. But then they get him in a spotlight. Then they follow him to his underground cave, but it's lit up for some reason. And then they follow him drugged up from the poison outside where he tries to kidnap the girl. I don't understand the levels of this. He goes underwater into this cave, but when he gets out of the cave, he's on the top. I don't know. I need to see a map. Anyways, he tries to kidnap the girl, but he passes out from the poison. So they tie him up in a net and put him in an underwater cage on the boat. A cage made of bamboo pieces. Yeah, I'm sure that'll hold him. Uh, no. He broke out, attacked the scientists, got firebombed by a gas lantern, then dove back into the lagoon. I bet it smelled like baked salmon. (laughs) Cut to the next day, and they finally decide to leave, but now the entrance to the lagoon has been blocked, conveniently. They try to clear it, but the winch doesn't work, so they have to go back into the water. And of course, who's there waiting for him? The creature. So they shoot him again with the harpoon gun. The creature brushes that off and starts taking Mark, the guy with the harpoon gun, deeper into the lagoon, wrestling with him, and then he escapes. But Mark is dead. Oh well, he was kind of a jerk. But he had a great body, so... Eh. So now they rig up an underwater spray gun filled with that poison to try to knock him out so they can escape. So back into the water, David goes. And he shoots his big, white, cloudy load at the creature, and it takes f- three full loads before the creature finally goes away. And they get the rope around the logs and they can get away. While they are winching the logs, the creature gets on the boat, comes up behind them, no one hears it, and grabs the girl and dives into the water and takes her to his underwater cave that leads outside anyway. <laughs> David follows the creature, now with the harpoon gun, not his white cloudy load gun. The creature attacks David, stabs at him, and the other two guys show up and shoot him multiple times with regular guns. And he stumbles out onto the beach and into the water, where he dies, question mark? We don't know if he dies. It's kind of left up in the air. The end. So this movie, for being from the 50s, was really pretty good. The effects, the music, the acting, I mean, of course it wasn't perfect, but again, for the time, it was pretty top-notch. I give The Creature from the Black Lagoon 9 out of 10 handsome, bare chested divers. <laughs> well, that was The Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954. Now, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, follow me on social media, feel free to send me any questions, comments, concerns, or classic movie recommendations. All my contact info is over at evilqueensf.com. Well, I think that's enough of black and white horror for me tonight. As always, keep watching scary movies. Bye bye.
2: David. You still don't look like (laughs) an (laughs) ichthyologist. The geologist's point of view. He expected the lovable old professor with a beard. (laughs) I didn't expect him to look like he did when he was a student of mine. Give me a shoulder, Kate. Are you two married yet? No, no, David says we're together all the time anyway. Might as well save expenses. Did you ever hear of two living as cheaply as one? That's what I keep telling him, Carl. Well, I'm waiting for Williams to give her that raise. Then she can afford (laughs) me.